Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. My name is Haley, and this week's episode is going to be a solo episode, just me, and we're going to be catching you up on my D1 winter semester so far. We're only about a month and a half through, but I figured there was lots to update you on, and I asked you all if you had questions for me on my Instagram, which is at HaleySchultz underscore YT, and you can also always send in questions or ask me anything on the Dental Download podcast Instagram as well. Those are both great places to reach me. But quickly before we get into the episode, I did just want to let you know what episodes are coming up after this one. So next week we have one of the hosts of the Dental Student Podcast, if you're familiar with that one, Ani. He joins us to talk about his ortho residency and residencies in general, just a lot about dental school, some of the things people don't tell you about dental school from the perspective of someone that made it through. With me being the first year, I obviously only have my own perspective to share, so I love having guests on to talk about their own experiences, and his in particular was at UF's dental school, University of Florida. And then the week after that, this was a requested solo episode topic. It's going to be finding housing in dental school, probably a shorter episode, but I know that a lot of you were recently accepted to dental school and you might have questions about roommates and housing and budgeting and all of these things. I will try to give some advice on that. That will be February 22nd. And then the following, March 1st, we have Dr. Rehan Shahid, and he is an incredible dentist on Instagram, an incredible resource for you all. He is just so willing to share his experiences and share his advice. He currently graduated and then went right into practice ownership with his brother, who was just a couple years of graduating ahead of him. And they have two practices, and they serve a kind of rural community, so they try to do as much as they can as general dentists because if they don't, then these patients would have to drive many hours to see a specialist. So they kind of have a unique perspective on how much or how much a dental general dentist should do or can do. So all those are coming up in upcoming weeks. But today, like I said, I'm just going to fill you in on my D1 semester so far and answer your questions about winter term here at University of Michigan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so as I've mentioned in previous episodes' intros, we're taking 26 credits this semester, and I've already read off the exact classes, so I'm not going to let you all sit through that again. But the biggest changes, which is something people were wondering, what's the biggest difference between this semester and other semesters, I would say is that there's a lot more in-person activity happening and a lot more labs. So let's say this was a normal year and it wasn't a pandemic, we would still be in labs a lot more than lectures. And although our lectures are are online at home, that means that we're in person a lot more than before. So there's some days where I'm in person Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or like five days a week. And then there are still some days where I'm only in there two days a week doing my usual preclinic sim lab. 
So there's other labs beyond, like I said, our clinical foundations class, which is in the simulation lab, which is our preclinical training where we're learning different preparations and restorations. We also have labs teaching us about assisting, doing actual assisting as well in the clinics, and we have a lab for radiology, which is taking x-rays, and we have a lab for periodontics, or perio as I'll refer to it throughout this episode, which is learning how to do dental cleanings or profies. So that's one of the biggest changes. We're in lab a lot, but we're also now, for the first time in our entire dental school experience, working on real people, not just typodonts. But these real people are our classmates. Do not fret. We are not qualified enough to be working on real patients. But it is so much harder than I realized to be working in a real mouth. It's obviously doesn't expand necessarily as wide as the typodont does. They're real cheeks, not just like rubber flaps on your typodont head. The shroud is what that's called, the little pink part that makes the cheeks of the typodont head. But everything's just very different. It's a lot darker. Obviously, people have different dental anatomy or they're missing teeth or teeth are not in perfect alignment or occlusion. So it's just very different. And you'd expect all these things, but you don't really understand how adjust how to adjust to them once you're in there working in this person's mouth. It's really hard to get a proper fulcrum or to move your instrument correctly the more distal that you are in the mouth, the more posterior in the mouth. So there's just so many things to think about that make it really challenging in addition to it being hard to see and hard to move. There's a lot to think about when you're doing dental cleanings that I didn't realize that it's just so much harder than I thought and I think a lot of people don't give hygienists enough credit. But you do your own dental cleanings on patients in dental school. That's one thing to keep in mind. And then some general dentists do cleanings sometimes or all the time as well. But typically, general dentists do hire dental hygienists into their practice to do the cleanings. But in dental school, you learn how to do it. And that's what we're doing for the first time in this perio class. And I find it really tricky because you have a lot to think about. The actual movement that you're doing with the instrument moving your wrist correctly and not moving your fingers, how to hold it properly in your hand, and then you have to be seating in the right position, which can be anywhere from directly behind the patient to the side of the patient to even flipped around looking at the wall behind the patient. So there's all different seating positions. And then you also have to think about, okay, what am I doing with, for me being right hand dominant? What am I doing with my right hand when I'm performing this procedure on this patient or I'm scaling off this calculus? What am I doing with my left hand? Because you have the mirror in your left hand, so you're either retracting the tongue or retracting the cheek, or you're using it for inverted vision. So you have so much going on that you're thinking about on top of just trying to do the proper procedure to properly remove this calculus. So it's a lot to think about, and I was just very surprised, and it's quite tough, and we unfortunately don't have much time to work on perio in person. That is unfortunate, but they do realize that, which I appreciate. So they're not giving us like a practical on doing a dental cleaning this semester because they know that we didn't have enough time to get skilled at it and probably no one would pass. So I appreciate that they're realistic. They want to teach us as much as they can. And there is a few opportunities to go in after hours with the head faculty director for that class to get assistance, but it only is for like a few students at a time. So it does fill up pretty quick. Some more things that are a little different this semester than last semester, but not that out of the ballpark for dental school, is that we have a lot of exams at once. Um, This week, and just in general, February is a little bit 
busy. So this week we just have one exam on Friday, and that is our second nervous system exam of the semester. And for nervous system in particular, I've been really surprised that I did worse on that exam than I did on our first genetics exam. So some of the classes that I thought would maybe be a little bit easier are turning out to be harder than I expected. But since we have our second exam for nervous system on Friday, I now that I know the format of the exam and the style of questions that they're very second order application-based questions, I think I can guide my studying better and hopefully perform better on Friday. After that, though, so the following week, we have three exams. We have clinical foundations, which is like our sim lab class, except it's a written exam about that material. And then we have cariology, which is cariology two. We took cariology one last semester, and we have diagnostic sciences. So those are midterms for all of those classes. And then the following week, we have four more midterms. So we have another genetics exam, our third radio, our third nervous system exam, another radiology exam, and a perio exam. So four exams. That week that there is four, though, they originally, the like registrar, had scheduled us to have six midterms that week. And that's why your class council is so important. Our class council worked very well with the faculty and talking to our class, representing us and our opinions and what we would like done. And they were able to move the exams around so that we had um, three in one week and then four the next week instead of two and six. So that was really helpful. And then another thing I wanted to mention about the classes specifically still talking about nervous system here is that nervous system and all of our systems classes, that's what they're bunched into, all the different systems we're going to cover in the next couple years, are always really sped up. So we have an exam every two weeks, and the systems classes are usually half of a semester. So in a few weeks, we're going to finish up nervous system and switch to the musculoskeletal system, where we will also have exams every two weeks. So it's a lot of content that you're covering. You're doing like two lectures at once instead of one lecture. So that's another difference that's made this obviously a very tough semester on top of everything I've already mentioned. There was a question, though, about gunners, which just means a tryhard, basically someone that really wants good grades. And the stereotype of a gunner is that they are maybe trying to hold other people back or to sabotage people or just very obnoxious, I guess. But there really aren't anyone in our class that has that persona. There's a lot of people that jokingly self-proclaim themselves as gunners, but they say that in a way because everyone knows that they do well on exams. Everyone knows that they're smart and they work really hard and everyone knows that they want to go into this specialty or that specialty. And it's not anything they're hiding, but there isn't any of that negative stuff that I've mentioned. They, because of the way Michigan is structured, anyone and everyone can get an A on a class. Anyone and everyone can have a 4.0 average. There's nothing stopping you. There's no certain curves that are going to hold a certain percentage back. So there's no reason for anyone to be trying to bring someone else down. And even these gunners or the most successful people or the people scoring the highest are still taking the time to share their resources, their study guides, answering questions, helping people out, going the extra mile to help our classmates. No one has any problem with that, and people do that so willingly. So personally at our school and within my first year class of 2024 class, we have an amazing class culture, so I'm really thankful for that. And the last thing I wanted to talk about with classes and clinic, I guess, is a question about when are we getting into clinic? Did we start in clinic? 
So personally, so far as of today, February 7th, I've been trained to start assisting in clinic and no way am I saying like I've gone to assisting school, I'm going to be a good assistant because we barely know what we're doing. But we went into our ACE lab, that's A-C-E, Advanced Clinical Education, which is a brand new learning facility in the dental school, kind of right across from the sim lab. And it has these really nice chairs from Finland that like can move around which makes them a lot more accessible and it's just like beautiful and bright and happy and just great new equipment it's an awesome place to learn but anyways we were in there and we were doing practicing with a rotation of three of us so one was the patient assistant and dentist and you did all three roles and you basically learned how to place cotton rolls, place dry angles, place a sphidopter, use the high speed and low speed suction, um, how to pass instruments. And that was pretty much it. And then just like sanitizing um, and disinfecting the cubicle. But that was our like training to make us more comfortable for when we do go into clinic to start assisting for the first time. I believe we do three or four assists that are required this semester. And I think Technically, you could go assist more if you had someone that wanted you to come in and work with them, like a D3 or D4. I think you can just kind of go as long as you are approved to be there. Um, But yeah, so I'll do three or four about this semester. My next one and my first actual one in clinic is going to be towards the end of February. But some of my classmates have already done them a couple weeks ago. They just have us spaced out. That way we're not like overloading the clinics, especially with COVID precautions, trying to keep everything more distant. But another thing that I'm doing to get some clinic experience is club events. So I went to a Zoom with a fourth year dental student here that talked about treatment planning and steps to take when you're in clinic and some little fast tips to make your life easier, things you should do before you call over your faculty to check. So that was really great. And then I got the PDF of that PowerPoint files. I can look at that and reference it when I actually am a third and fourth year and getting ready to see my first patients on my own. Another thing I'm doing to get ready for clinic through clubs is through the AAWD. They're doing tours of the clinics in small groups with upperclassmen again, D3s and D4s, showing a couple of us at a time around the clinic just so we know where things are so we feel more comfortable when we're up there. And then I'm actually going to be a patient for the first time at the dental school as well, um, having one of my D3 friends do an FMX on me, which is a full mouth x-ray set, because I need them for my next dentist appointment in a couple weeks where I'm getting a few fillings done. So lots of experience now in person and experience in the different clinics and different learning facilities in the dental school. That is about everything I have specifically for classes though. So a couple more updates, I guess, just life-wise what I'm doing when I'm not watching lectures or in sim lab. So as I've said in the past, socializing has been a struggle with the pandemic, as we all know, and just feeling isolated. I know things are going to get better, though, in D2 year, which we're D2s starting in the summer term, so starting in May pretty soon. And with that, and then actual fall of D2, and with more outdoors activities, being able to space out more, and just more people being vaccinated and everything, I'm hoping that'll be more of an opportunity just because I am quite a social person so it really does take a toll on me whenever I'm not super busy and I take a minute to sit down and think about how I'm doing that's definitely something that's really tough for me and I does like wear on me but one thing I'm doing to 
work on that when I do and avoid those feelings is FaceTiming my friends that I miss and can't see and then also trying to see loved ones that are in my little bubble circle as often as I can to try to help with that as well, not being completely physically alone if I don't have to be. And then I had some questions about what I'm up to health and fitness wise and also budgeting. So I thought that kind of ties well into something that I've been doing this semester, which is HelloFresh, that like meal delivery service. So I've been loving that. They just give you like pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes. So then you can put everything together. This is not sponsored, but I've heard so many sponsorships. I feel like I could regurgitate the information right here for you. But basically I love it and they have a student discount. So it makes it about $45 a week and that's 15% off of the original price and that's with free shipping and that gives you six servings of really great meals that you picked out so I've been loving that I think that's a great way for me to stick to a budget a little bit better because then I don't eat out as much since they're really delicious food that I look forward to eating feels like a treat or it feels really healthy and I'm happy that I'm fueling my body with it and they're easy to cook it's a fun break so it's great for my mental health as well and another thing that I've been doing that's good for my health is I also subscribe to the Allo Moves app that's A-L-O it's a yoga brand but they have bar fitness strength training yoga of course and that is about $8 a month because I got it at a half off price. I'm not sure what they're offering the promotion now, but I try to do like 10 to 25 minutes of a workout video a day at least. And then I do walk to school when I do go to school. So that's about three miles round trip. So that's also some things I've been doing to try to keep moving and to give myself a little break from sitting around and watching lectures, you know? And other than that though, for finances, I really don't do much budgeting. I definitely should do more. And I think the biggest things are just looking at wants versus needs, realizing that this is all money that you're going to have to probably pay back if you are taking out loans and just focusing on like, I'm a student, I need to live modestly and just focusing on like, do I need this for school or is this just something I want kind of thing would be my best advice if you are looking to try to cut back on spending. And then the last life update would be about clubs. So like I said, I've had some positive experiences this semester with clubs, different clubs than I mentioned last semester, which makes me happy because that means that I'm getting my money's worth for different clubs. So I haven't done much with Academy of General Dentistry this semester yet, but I have been getting a lot out of American Association of Women Dentists, which I'm on the exec board for as the professional development chair. So we've had a speaker series that we're about to get started. So the first one is going to be general dentistry residency programs. We're going to have a fourth year that is doing a GPR and recently matched talk about AEGDs and GPRs and the application process. Then we're also going to have a pediatric dentist come and talk, and we're going to have a periodontist come and talk, and a successful general dentist come and talk. So I'm looking forward to all of those, of course, over Zoom. And then we have some fun social events over Zoom with them as well. And like I said, the professional clinic development things like that clinic presentation that they gave about what to do in clinic and the clinic tours. And they also have a Google Sheet going on where we can sign up to assist D3s and D4s on procedures that they feel like they could use an assistant for. So those have all been really helpful, I think, just opportunities and making me feel more comfortable and also giving me connections with people older than me in the dental school. That way, if I ever need anything or if I walk into clinic on the day I have to assist and I'm like, man, I don't want to go talk to people and I don't want to just go around asking if people need an assistant because that's kind of intimidating sometimes maybe. 
if I see one of these people from a club that I'm in, I know that they're a friendly face. I know I can go up and talk to them first. And even if they don't need an assistant, they can walk me over to their buddy a few cubicles over and help me get set up. So I think just making connections with upperclassmen is one of the best things you can do in dental school. And it's obviously very, very difficult to do right now because we're not in person. But the little bit that I've been able to do has all been through clubs. Also through um, the Christian Dental Association is another one that I have been able to make a lot of connections with upperclassmen through and through my small group through that. I'm still meeting with them once a week for Bible study for Christian Dental Association. And that's like every other week, actually. But then every single week. So every single week on Tuesday nights, I meet with my small group that I formed through the Christian Dental Association, which is four of us girls. So that's something I'm doing too, to kind of disconnect from school and take time for myself and socially, I guess, as well, since it is with other people. Finally, the last thing I wanted to talk about in this episode is COVID precautions and updates regarding that. So Our school is requiring mandatory weekly COVID testing, so I personally just go Mondays right after SimLab, and so do a lot of my peers. And then on top of that, we have added PPE in SimLab, so we have face shields required and N95 masks required that the school provides for us that we get disinfected every eight hours of use, and we have a couple that we rotate through because when they're being disinfected, they're gone for about two weeks, and then you go and pick them up from dispensing which is up on the third floor of the dental school and that's been kind of nice because the little goose chase that I had to go on to find dispensing the first time helped me go up and find clinic one of the clinic floors helped me get around the school a little bit more so that's good and no real news though about if and when we would be doing lectures in person again I believe that majority of my classmates and the faculty and the staff at the school have gotten the vaccine by now, and most people have gotten the second dose. Anyone that wanted the vaccine at our school that is exposed to patients has had the opportunity to get it. Some people obviously didn't want it, but everyone that wanted it has had the chance to get it. So I would imagine that... In the summer or the fall, they would start transitioning us back into in-person lectures. I could see it going one of two ways. I could see everyone is in attendance, our whole 108 of our class in a lecture hall, but with N95 masks on and probably face shields, honestly, or they would have just the odds come in for certain days a week and just the evens, which is how they do SimLab right now. So splitting us up in half and half. So you do half of your lectures online and half in person. I really hope they don't do that. That just seems kind of chaotic. And I don't know. I don't understand or like can't fathom how you would get in a rhythm and feel like routine and comfortable like half being an online learner and half being in person. That just sounds terrible. So I really hope that doesn't happen. I'd rather stay online till we can all be in person fully. But who knows? This is all speculation for me. They haven't given us any indication yet. But whenever they do, you can expect an update and an intro to a podcast. And then I just wanted to add this at the end here because I cannot imagine... The day that we all go to dental school like normal, the day I wake up at 6.45, leave at 7.30, get to the dental school by 8, and then I do lectures for a few hours, eat lunch, study at the school, more classes, lab, stay after for a meeting with the club, and like whatever it may be, extra hours practice, and then walk home at like 6, 7, 8 p.m. Like I cannot fathom that. And it's so strange because 
incoming students now are asking me questions about the school or about the facilities and things. And I just like have no exposure. And that's a bummer. Like I don't know much about the school because we're just not there very much. And I worked so hard over the summer to disassociate myself and my thoughts with what I expect a dental school to be like and what I'd heard that dental students do every day, I had to totally get that out of my mind because that wasn't my reality when I started this summer and it's still not my reality. So since I've worked so hard to forget that image of what a normal school day looks like when it's in-person learning, I feel like it's going to be such a strange transition going back to that. I hope it will be smooth and I hope it will be great and exciting and amazing, but thinking about that is a little daunting. So I'm hoping that whenever that adjustment needs to happen, that it goes smoothly and I will definitely make an episode, I'm sure, about that transition back and any tips that I may have at the time. But that's really everything that I thought to talk about today and all of your questions I definitely answered during this episode. So I hope it was helpful and I hope it was interesting to hear what's going on for us D1s at University of Michigan's dental school. I'm so, so thankful to have been vaccinated and to be having more time in labs and to have such amazing faculty and an increased student to faculty ratio because there are less people in these classrooms. There are so many pros and our faculty and our class council have been so amazing at listening to us and doing their very best to keep us happy and keep us learning and engaged and Overall, like I can't say enough good things about the way that our school has been handling these learning challenges, honestly, and it gets stressful, of course, as a student, but I know I'll get through it and I know all of you will get through it, whatever stage of your education that you're at. So feel free to reach out on Instagram, like I said, if you ever need anything at all. And next week, like I said, we're going to be joined with Ani from Dental Student Podcast. And with all of that, I will say goodbye for now and I will talk to you next week.